Welcome to the CRE Podcast, 100% Canadian, 100% commercial real estate. Now, here are your hosts, Aaron Cameron and Adam Pawatic. Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Podcast, powered by First National. We're recording live today at the Vancouver Real Estate Forum. And our guest today, very exciting. Our guest today is Gina Phillips, who is the general vice president and general manager of the Northwest region for WeWork. Thanks for coming on, Gina. Thanks for having me. And uh, WeWork is, just kidding, if you don't know what WeWork is, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I'm Aaron Cameron, and this is Adam Pawatic. Yeah. So why don't we just start with how you got into your current role and what that role entails? Yes. So I was recruited five and a half years ago to join WeWork and launch the first market in the West outside of California. And WeWork found me. I had most recently founded Seattle Startup Week, which is a conference for people in the entrepreneurial community and periphery. And they came to, WeWork came to Seattle looking for somebody who was connected and had the ability to take an idea and run with it and execute it and bring a community together. So, so what's your background? Where were you before joining WeWork? Before WeWork and this conference, I was with a consultancy working in innovation and sustainability. And before that, I was an entrepreneur in South Korea. And before that, um, working for a nonprofit supporting the community experiencing homelessness in Southern California. Gina got started when she was nine in the industry. <laughs> Must have, yes. Yeah. It's an interesting uh, career path. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I, yes, it sounds like you landed on your feet you know, do working for a company like WeWork. So let's get into that. So, I mean, right now, can you throw out some numbers of what the current sort of square footage or number of cities, and they, I know it's growing kind of by the day, you probably signed three new leases in the last 20 minutes, right? So what, is, what's the, what does the number look like right now? Yes, we have over 400 locations around the world in 30 countries, and we're opening one and a half, on average, one and a half million square feet a month, every month. So, I mean, anyone that's been connected to, to WeWork or connected to the first real estate industry appreciates that right now you're in this sort of great growth model. And so a million and a half square feet per month sounds sounds insane. And and I, I guess there's the studies have shown or you guys have done the research. There is this appetite for it. There is the potential for users, end users. And what do those end users look like that you're experiencing? Absolutely. There's no ceiling on demand because we are members, are companies of all sizes. So you would have a individual freelancer, a tech startup, a digital marketing agency, a law firm, a company with multiple offices across the nation or across the U.S. and Canada, Fortune 500s with a global presence, and WeWork can accommodate them whatever their real estate need is. Either they move into a ready office or we custom build an entire building headquarters for them. Why get you guys involved? Why why not just do the traditional find some space, lease it up, get some TAs done, and mm-hmm. then and then have a five-year, 10-year, 15-year you know, lease for that space. Yeah. What, what's the attraction to WeWork? Yeah, a few things. One, we're a one-stop shop. So we can address everything, design, build, operate, consulting. So, And we have the expertise to and learning from having done this, building over building, city over city, and you know, hundreds of Hundreds of thousands of square feet. That's the wrong number. Yeah, millions, um, millions. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a large number. And um, and we've been able to take those learnings and have this feedback loop. So we're with our members every day. Our community management teams are in the buildings. They are fielding requests from the members if they want certain amenities, if they want more space, if they want less space, what cities 
companies want to be in. And so since we're staying close to this really rich feedback channel, we can make sure that our product is always relevant and aligned with the demand of our customers. So First National, actually, we share an office building with one of your locations. Oh, excellent. 100 University in downtown uh, Toronto. We work took two floors, I believe, at least. And it has definitely changed the, the makeup of the building. I mean, you can definitely see less suits in the elevator than you would have yeah, previously. Yeah, it, it went from CIBC. So it went from a banker building with First National and CIBC and a couple other sort of financial institutions. So now we work. So there's a lot more... You know, people in jeans walking around. What's curious, however, is I did a tour of the space and I think 80% of that WeWork location is Royal Bank of Canada. So maybe let's talk about a little bit about the up the engagement or the, the corporations that have now kind of said, you know mm-hmm. what, this actually works for us as well. The traditional tenants that you wouldn't think of using a service like WeWork. And, and what are they getting the value out of? Yes. So I'll say in the Northwest... We have 80% of our members are medium, large businesses or an enterprise, so a really significant percentage. And they're coming to us because we have the, they're looking for flexibility or they're looking for a great experience. For example, a company that has employees in multiple places around the world, they can, with one point of contact, one set of paperwork, have a consistent experience and atmosphere for their employees worldwide. And in a, in a world where we're moving to a place where every company needs to be thinking globally from the outset, and especially to attract tech talent, they need to meet the talent where they are, even if they're not in a major city. Some kind of flexible platform is central to their growth strategy. Yeah, the, for the sorry, out of the context for the for Royal Bank of Canada, I, I, my understanding is in this particular instance, they had a special project that was going to take two or three years. So they had hired a bunch of people, but it didn't make sense to enter into a you know a, a fixed term five year lease because they weren't sure how much time it was going to take. They weren't sure what the time of demand for or the the, the resources they need for, as far as the number of people you know needed for that project. And so WeWork provided them with that flexibility to kind of grow or shrink depending on the, the what that project looked like and whenever the project was finished you know, they're done using that space and we were kind of just allows them to leave, right? Right. We have a lot of companies who might have vast amounts of real estate on their own, but they're really underutilized. And meanwhile, they're paying for all that space and maybe it's not the greatest experience for their employees. We've had for one case study, for example, is IBM where they had a lot of real estate, a lot of disparate teams, and then they came to us to move their entire team into a building that was designed for engagement and density. So- we can work with companies in terms of their real estate portfolios to size it up how it makes sense for them. Can we talk about free beer? <laughs> we, we can, we can. I love free our office, beer. Our office does not have free beer, but several floors down at the WeWork <laughs> office, there's taps in there. It's uh, We've been thinking about renting out like one of those, like just like, you know, tiny little, you know, 80 square feet, just so that we can then rotate down and get free beer on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see the strategy here. Are you trying to make friends with your members so you yeah, can exactly. invite to happy hour? That's yeah, a smart yeah. thing to do. But it is, I mean, that's, a, I guess, an unusual amenity. I mean, maybe you see that more in a tech space. Definitely don't see it in banking too much, but it is funny and talked about and the rest of the buildings definitely, you know, keeping a an eye on, I suppose. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's, you know, it's very joking, but uh, it's definitely caught the well, attention. It's, it's interesting. In I, I thought, thought about this before, but that, in that RBC example, you know, imagine you work for RBC and they're, you know, they, I don't know how many different locations RBC has in downtown Toronto, but a lot, I'm sure, a couple million square feet probably. And you're working for RBC and you're in one of those just traditional office towers and then your your colleague decides, your, your colleague, you know, transitions to this new department that's now in a WeWork space. You're like, shoot, I want that. I want to work <laughs> yeah, in that yeah. WeWork space and have the experience he's having but still be an RBC employee. So I, I mean, I can kind of see why there are corporations that are saying, wait a minute, this is outsourcing of the 
of the experience, the office space experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, being in a WeWork certainly helps companies attract and retain talent. Um, we don't have beer in all of our locations. It's definitely dependent, location dependent, but we might have kombucha on tap or sparkling water on tap, but certainly amenities that the average worker is not accustomed to in their in their workplace. We, uh, Aaron and I being the average workers, we don't have that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, in terms of, you know, the growth rate obviously is, you know, a million and a half square feet, an incredible rate. Do you have landlords approaching you? Yes, absolutely. So we've been able to, just in our traditional tenant-landlord relationship, been able to create a lot of value for landlords. We hired an outside research firm to conduct a study, HRNA, and they found that we were able to increase rent premiums for landlords by as much as 29% and increase the sale price of an asset by 50 to 120%. So we've been able to generate a lot of value for landlords, and now we're moving to a place where landlords are coming to us for help in repositioning a space or help in increasing utilization of a space, and they're recognizing that we are able to create a lot of value and are looking, and we're looking to partner with them. So what we're calling participating leases, where we would have some kind of collaborative partnership with a landlord where they could share in some of the upside. Um, so that's something that we're talking about more and more, and landlords are coming to us recognizing that we really have the expertise to position their assets in a way that will be a match with today's demand. It's unusual for sure in the office space. I mean, you see that with, with retail, specifically with grocery stores. You know, they'll do participation for sales, but on the office side, it's definitely unusual, but it's got to be attractive for, for landlords. Yeah, yeah, a lot of landlords are thinking about how to address the market or kind of unlock the unlock business and for segments that are traditionally inaccessible to them. And we're seeing that by the end of the year, next year, 40% of the workforce will be independent. So that's a segment to solve for. And also these enterprise companies that want a sort of seamless experience as they set down footprints in certain cities. And, and we have companies that ask us about going to certain cities and saying, if you go, we'll go. So we are able to really reduce friction for workforce planning and, and real estate for these companies. So do you have, speaking of cities and growth, do you have a minimum size or would you have a, a model that you look at for new cities that kind of gives a go or no-go decision in terms of expanding into new markets? Yeah, well, we generally will look at cities on a case-by-case basis, but we want to go to a place where we can have density, right? It doesn't necessarily make sense for us always to, to go with one location, but can this can we get real estate to be five, six? And in some markets like Toronto and Vancouver, it's really, there's no demand problem. There's a supply challenge. So that's another reason why we're looking to partner with landlords in deeper ways to help us all benefit from the supply side. So speaking of Canadian cities, you have five or six locations here in Vancouver, I believe, where we are currently recording. How many do you have in Toronto? I think in Toronto, we're about four well, I'll fact check that, but I believe about four locations. And we would certainly have a larger presence if we could get the real estate right now. It's just such a tight market, the lowest commercial vacancy in North America. So, And in Vancouver, what's the intention? I mean, is there is there an ups? Like, where does it go? Clearly, you're just looking for more and more space in Vancouver as well. Yes. I mean, if we could, if we had the real estate today, we would easily be at 20 locations in Vancouver. And what we're starting to do is, is look outside Metro Vancouver, the, the kind of downtown core. And we've just announced our first building in Burnaby, as an example. So 
we might have companies who have offices within WeWork downtown, but also in Burnaby. So it gives the employees optionality, like what works for you today? Because you can work out of either of these places or for companies that, because more and more global companies are have a footprint in Vancouver, our new location down at Marine Drive, closer to the airport, is an easy stop for visiting employees to touch down at that office without spending a lot of time commuting. Because near the, yeah, right near the yeah, airport. Yeah, for, for, just mm-hmm. for context, it, once you become, I think you, you use the term members, right? Once you become mm-hmm. a WeWork member, you have access then to basically any WeWork site all around the world. So I think yeah. part, of the, part of the value is I become a WeWork member and no matter where I am, I always have a place to go and plug my computer in and go work and have access to that same consistent environment no matter where I am. Right. If you're a member anywhere, you're a member everywhere. And the everywhere part is getting more and more robust. I mean, we're in Lima, Peru. We're in Malaysia. We're in Israel. We're, we announced we're going to South Africa. So in terms of the optionality and the campus, the kind of global campus, there's, there's no one who can match that kind of offering. Speaking of uh, competitors, what is your kind of big differentiator between you and uh, some of the other groups who do uh, shared office space? Sure. So we're really focused on not just function, but experience. So not just the built environment, but the experience that workers have. And we're able to, we're in a unique position to see what employees want out of a workspace and what employers want out of a workspace. And again, we're so close to that feedback loop and here all the time that we're able to align our product to what people are wanting. And I gave this example on the panel, but if you walk into a WeWork building, the community management team might notice that you have the sniffles and they would put on your desk an emergency packet and a little packet of tissues. So that kind of individual intention and care for you as a a human really extends to, or it's just a powerful way to build a sense of belonging in a workforce, especially if you're a, an individual or a kind of independent worker and you might not have a traditional team, that community management, and then all of your neighbors become become your team. And I will say, because the elevator door opens on your floor as well, I'm in the way to my office. Everybody looks like they're having fun inside the, <laughs> the office buildings. Yeah, it's not just nice, the nice music, like yeah, music playing. Play. There's usually some food out for people to eat. There's lots of people kind of mingling yeah. and probably sharing ideas, which is part of the value. How many office staff would you have that are sort of WeWork employees that are basically doing that? They're, they're the office services sort of quote unquote mm-hmm. uh, for, for your members. Yeah, so it depends on the size of the building. I would, I would give an example for one of our kind of on average team, community management team of about four. Um, so a community manager leading that business, leading that team. And then we have facilities, we have member technology or IT and different functions that are serving those members, but it's really that community management team that's with the members day to day. That includes someone at the front desk to accept couriers that are coming in and that's mm-hmm. somebody that's walking around solving IT problems. Presumably there's always yes. sort of connectivity. And then what else does that entail? What other kind of services, quote unquote, do you kind of get Getting with, a, hugs and with a membership? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Running, blow, blowing my nose for me. Like what, <laughs> what kind of things do you get? Uh, so, so one is the at building level experience where you would have access to certain events, both educational and social. So an example, maybe a lunch and learn around best banking practices because we want to help make sure that companies don't make common mistakes. And then on a global level, we have partnerships with various brands like Slack as an example. So if you are a WeWork member, you have access to these benefits that would be very hard to come by as a, as a smaller company. What is the pricing model? For the end users? Yeah, so it really depends on what product you're wanting to 
sign up for. So if there's a hot desk, so meaning kind of more traditional co-working, you come in, sit anywhere that's available, and then take your things with you at the end of the day. I'd have to double check on our local price here, but that's about $350 or so on a monthly basis. And again, you have that access to the globe. So three fifty a month is pretty reasonable to keep you out of uh, Tim Hortons all day or your mom's basement or any of the other, I guess, less desirable office solutions. Three fifty a month is a very reasonable uh, price. Yes. Well, it's the three fifty a month with this hot desk gives you access to the building and also gives you access to all of our locations around the world, the members that you would meet who might be your next customer or your next partner. So really, there's a lot of value in joining the WeWork community. And that's an all-inclusive kind of plug-and-play solution. So you could, like, you could walk over to one of our buildings now, and if there's availability, you could sign up as a hot desk member and be working and being productive. And then when later. you hire an employee or hire multiple, you can grow in that space typically, right? Yes, absolutely. And uh, we have some companies that you know, take on certain campaigns and so really need to staff up for six months at a time and then staff down. And, and that kind of flexibility is something that we can absolutely accommodate. Yeah, I've actually met with real estate developers who use your services here for the, exactly that. They, you know, they, they get hot in a project and they, you know, can be very active for nine months and then they're using it like crazy and then they don't use it at all for, you know, a while after and it makes perfect sense for them. So that model that you've got now, I, I guess it's evolving. So what does the future look like? I mean, I suspect just how quickly things are changing, you know, in three years from now, when we talk about the WeWork model, it's not going to look the same as it does today. So what kind of things do you guys, are you foreseeing coming down the pipeline with regards to just the office space experience and what you will provide in the future? Yeah, I will say that our fastest growing member segment is enterprise. And so we're able to, for example, a Fortune 500 company would come to us. We would co-develop a sort of template in terms of what they want their build outs to look like in places around the world. And then we can be their partner in doing that. So our kind of enterprise offering is one. Powered by We is another where maybe you own that real estate and you want us to design, build, and operate it for you. And we've been able to create entire headquarters for companies. And so while we started with this freelancer startup community, we've expanded to be able to be a one-stop, full-stack real estate solution for companies no matter the size. So you talk about providing the additional services for, you know, build, design, build, you know, manage, you know, operate. Why would I do that? If I'm a developer or I'm, you know, if I am a developer, why would I outsource that functionality to you? And I, you know, presumably could believe that I could do it myself. Yes. Well, in-house, we have construction managers, we have architects, we have designers. We're a fully integrated solution for you. And we have the benefit of having delivered product over and over again, month over month and capture those learnings. And so we're, we're ultimately delivering you a product that benefits from all of our kind of aggregate experience. They've already made mistakes, so you don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. In terms of the WeWork brand or experience, I know that this is a, a multi-armed machine. What else are you envisioning for, for WeWork? Yes, so the We Company is our umbrella, the parent company. And under that, we have three lines of focus. One is WeWork that we're most familiar with, our sort of classic model of focus on office space and workspace. And then we have We Live and We Grow. 
So We Live is our residential concept, again, with a focus on community and a focus on neighborhoods, but in a way that is fully serviced and accessible. So our first West Coast project will be in Seattle, and that will be a combination kind of restaurant on the first floor and wellness concepted on the second floor, and then office space, and then We Live, so residential on the top. To never um, have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so we really wanted to be addressing and, and solving for how people work, live, and play, and also for designing for density within cities and partnering with cities to figure out what works, what, what the need is. So on the panel, John was speaking to how there's really a lack of residential in Vancouver. And so companies are thinking twice about moving to Vancouver because where their employees going to be able to afford to live, right? And so that's something that we're solving for. And again, when, when work and home are more profoundly overlapping in today's world of work and with the connectivity of technology, we want to be solving for how people can reduce commute times and increase their connectivity and community and, and have that in one place so they can really save their time to be spending it aspirationally. And what does we grow? Ah, yes. Thanks for the question. So we grow is our educational concept. So we are starting with a preschool and teaching kids a curriculum that emphasizes kind of skills and values around global citizenship and entrepreneurship. So all of the same values that we're wanting to teach our children generally in terms of sharing and being kind and being considerate, but that's a a school that we're able to offer. And where are you, where, what city are you starting that in? So there is a, a school open now in New York, and I believe our next location will be in San Francisco. Neat. So take, taking on the educational system, that's uh, <laughs> good work. I'm glad someone needs to do it, <laughs> especially in sort of the Canadian infrastructure. It's, uh, it's a challenge. Sometimes. And for those who don't know, Aaron's wife is a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're so obviously we're at the end of the real estate forum day, or just about there. So how many people came up today to pitch you an idea, to sell you something? Oh, I I did have a, a few people lined up to talk with me after the conference, but we're we're very enthusiastic about partnering, and we're we're investing heavily in the latest technology to make sure that we are absolutely offering the best that we can at at any given moment. One piece I'll, I'll follow on that I did mention with the last question is that while we're focused on we work, we live, and we grow, we also have a number of other programs that add value to the, the membership. One piece that I really love is Flatiron School. So that is another school, but focused on adults and technical education. So if that's programming, if that's data science, user experience, we are that is a school that WeWork acquired, and it adds to our general ecosystem in this really profound way because it gives access, especially to underrepresented groups, access to this education that could completely change their income potential. And we have some pretty innovative tuition models to make that accessible. And those Flatiron graduates will go on and, and work for other companies within WeWork, and that will help them grow their business. And we're able to also layer that in with our labs program, which is a sort of accelerator for early stage startups. And so the synergy between Flatiron School and Labs and then the greater WeWork ecosystem is really profound. And we're able to add value to each segment by co-locating them together. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a far away away from uh, co-working space, but it's a, it's a pretty interesting concept that you would 
educate people before you hire them. Like that's the vertical integration at a whole new level. It's uh, <laughs> very impressive. Yeah, it's great. Well, thanks very much for coming on. It was a really enlightening conversation. You know, this is one of those topics and I would almost like to have you on in a year from now just to see where things have gone. Because, you know, as you mentioned, you talked to WeWork to colleagues and I'll, I'll make this short, but people are really all over the place, right? About WeWork is amazing and I love WeWork. And then you have other people that are talking about, well, there's no way that this growth can continue. And, it, you know, there's there's still some, you guys are shaking up the industry, the commercial real estate industry, which is great. And I think that's awesome. And it's really kind of exciting to see where you guys are going to go next with all these new products. So it's very interesting. So thanks very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Happy to be back in a year. I'm always interested to see where we're going. Cool. So tune in in a year at the next Vancouver Real Estate Forum to hear Gina Phillips say where she, or talk about where WeWork has gone. They'll own this building. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be WeWork employees by then. You're hired. Thank you for listening to the CRE podcast. The information from this broadcast is not to be relied upon as financial investing, professional accounting, or legal advice. First National Financial LP holds Financial Services Commission of Ontario License Number 10514 and 11252.